to always get the latest Game Tea, do not forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. We post memes, gaming news, retweet friends of the pod, and of course, let you know when new episodes are available for your listening pleasure. Links are all available in the description of this episode, so check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. My name is JP. I'm Peaches. Zach. And I'm Zar. Guys, we've been away from each other for a whole fucking month. How are you doing? Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, all the bullshit. Woo! All the bullshit. That's, that's straight up unchristian, un-American. And honestly, JP, you're you're out of my Christian Minecraft server for that one. <laughs> what are you, my therapist? Your therapist has a Minecraft server? Yeah, and I got kicked out. Do you know how bad your mental health has to be when your therapist kicks you out of their Christian Minecraft server? <laughs> it's just it's just bad takes all around. All right. So no, no, no. Seriously, let's talk about some gaming that happened over the holidays before we get into itinerary, because I'm sure I don't know about you guys. I've had an exciting time. I did get the OLED switch. <gasps> I was a very good boy this year. Santa Claus hooked me up fat. Hell yeah. Shout out to Santa. Shout out to Santa. Try to be sponsored. <laughs> Sponsor us, Santa. 2022 goals be sponsored by <laughs> Santa Claus. That's how you know you've made it. Oh, oh, oh. So let, let's take a we're going to take a quick circle around here. Let's talk about some games that we've been playing over the holiday break while we've been gone. Right. I'll go. I'll get started first. Funnily enough, I have hardly touched my OLED Switch. (laughs) I've been playing a ton of Halo Infinite. I beat the story mode. Now I've just been playing the online multiplayer. And that's pretty much just been my fucking crack for the last three to four weeks. It's just I love Halo Infinite. Even now, it holds up, man. It's been a good time. Halo Infinite, with all its problems, is definitely the best Halo multiplayer experience and campaign that they've done in a very long time. True. I still need to play it. Oh, come, Zar, get on that train. Why am I playing Halo Infinite before you? I have no idea. Everyone's been telling me to get on and play it with them, but I still haven't even opened it. What, buddy? What the fuck? Uh, I, I like single player. Yeah, it has a campaign. Yeah, there's a campaign, homie. But I also have no money. Isn't it free on Game Pass? Well, the multiplayer is. And No, so is the campaign. For Game Pass... Zar, why do we know more than you about the Xbox Game Pass? Well, I don't have Game Pass. I just have gold. You're the Xbox guy. I'm poor. I'm the poor Xbox guy. (laughs) So like every other Xbox guy. (laughs) (laughs) I have no money. (laughs) Wasted it all in (laughs) V-Bucks. Robux. All right, so, Zar, since you've already started disappointing me in 2022, let's talk about you. What have you been gaming on lately? What have you been doing? Woo. Off to a pretty solid start, disappointing everyone, and it's only like 10 <laughs> days into the month. <laughs> into the year. I didn't expect anything different for what it's worth. <laughs> well, I didn't get a ton of game time in. Um, 
my office and recording studio kind of got destroyed before the little break, so that got put together. Me and my wife rented a dumpster and we filled that shit up. Oh it yeah, was crazy. But in between there, I did end up beating Black Flag. Um, I rage quit from Paper Ooh. Mario on the NSO because of game breaking screens on Game Over. Which we will talk about. Yeah, we're going to get to that. Um, and I am almost done with Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance. That was actually a really stellar Kingdom Hearts game. It was, it, I think we were talking about it earlier. It's not often you get to play as Riku. Yeah. And it... It was magical. That was actually a really well-made Kingdom Hearts game. A lot of the mechanics of it really didn't hinder the gameplay either, which was really nice. And oh, I forgot to mention that I hit a milestone on my Xbox gamer score. I reached 160,000 gamer score. Is that a lot? Sounds like a lot. Yeah. When I when I stopped playing Xbox after high school, I uh, was stopped at like 59,000 gamer score. So, wow. Zara's, Zara's tripled me. Whew. Yeah, I'm trying to track to a million. Hashtag road to a million. Yeah. <laughs> if you make it to a million, I'm pretty sure Microsoft sends you like a neckbeard and a free fedora. <laughs> Just give me free game pass. Well, actually, it's a trilby. <laughs> actually, what the fuck is a trilby? Nerd. It's kind of like a fedora, but the hat. But it's got three points. All right, Peaches, since you've also disappointed me with your 2022 stupid hat <laughs> fucking takes, why don't you... What? <laughs> what about you, man? Uh, what'd you get done over the break? What games have you been playing? So I played 20 minutes of Satisfactory. I played two hours of Scarlet Nexus, 30 minutes of Jedi Fallen Order, uh, 46 hours of Bloons Tower Defense 6, and 30 <laughs> hours of Rocket League. Damn. One of these things are not <laughs> like the other. <laughs> okay, hold uh, No, hold on. Did you say... You played Balloons Tower Defense for 46 hours. Yes. Dion. Do you have any regrets? Nah, man, I blackbarred all the easy maps. Now onto the intermediate ones. Let's go. That's a lot of maps. God damn. <laughs> That's a lot of Balloons Tower Defense. Got a lot of monkey money, man. Monkey. Monkey. <laughs> Return to monkey. <laughs> and Zach, you were the only one who has not disappointed us in 2022 so far. So what about you? You've been going hard on your backlog so what have well, you been um, doing i don't know if you guys know this but rpgs are long and um so i finally you finally don't knocked some say. of those out i finished final fantasy 7 in the interguard story and um pretty great i really had a good time with that um then i beat shimigami tensei 5 and i'm glad i didn't win game of the year because its ending was eh it's a good game fully recommend but i, I think i overhyped it uh and then i'm polishing up pokemon uh pearl I'll be honest, these remakes are pretty much exactly like the OG ones, so I'm kind of just zombieing through them. Which, I mean, like, you, you know, it's to be expected. I mean, right. Pokemon, we'll see if they do something new with Legends Arceus coming out soon, but yeah. Um, so I'm kind of mindlessly playing that, and I'm trying to think of what game I want to play next. I'm trying to avoid RPGs. We'll see. Psychonauts 2. <laughs> play the Halo Infinite campaign. Oh, um, I also have been grinding a lot of Halo Infinite. I have, like, the full samurai armor now, so I'm happy. Why aren't we playing together? I literally see you on and think the same thing. I'm like, why doesn't he like? <laughs> well, you, you, you know, <laughs> we'll play together later. All of us should play, actually. Sorry, get off your stupid ass and play Halo with us. <laughs> but but my dreams, my dream eaters, they need me. They'll be there when you get back. Don't worry. They're just 
They're just that's dead. That's exactly what my parents <laughs> said about my Tamagotchi. Exactly. Fluffy. I can't go through the loss of another Tamagotchi. All right, well, what do you guys say? I mean, was the break enough to recharge your batteries and make you excited to talk about video games again? Because 2022, has it's already looking really, really good. We got a lot of great things to look forward to, and we're going to be there to cover pretty much all of it. So, as the first episode of 2022, are we ready to get started? Woo! Just just me? Okay. Okay! <laughs> Sorry, uh, Winky is going off right now, so I'm just, yeah, he doing something. What's a what is uh, a winky? I got two new dogs, JP. I got a George. I got a Winky. George and Winky. <laughs> oh, was that him? Was that Winky? Does not stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. <laughs> Hi, Winky. Look, it don't stop coming, and it don't stop coming. She's fourteen weeks, and everything's <laughs> exciting. You go to pet her, she bites you. You go to move a little bit, she bites you. And it's like not hard, but it's just puppet. She's like, I must think with my teeth. My teeth must touch everything. <laughs> oh, all right, peaches. What do you say you do us a favor and you take us in through the itinerary, the very first episode of 2022? And season five. Yes, first season. Yeah, I think this is my first uh, my first full year down. You're welcome, everybody. Oh, please stop <laughs> applauding out there. Guys, calm down, calm down. Oh, goodness. <laughs> please, please. Oh, no, the roses, they're too much. <laughs> Hold on to those. <laughs> All right. Today uh, on the podcast, we are talking about two PlayStation, two VR, the Steam Award winners. And we're just chatting, getting some quick takes in. I think the just chatting section, it's going to be a really good opportunity to talk about some of the things we're really looking forward to in 2022. Because I I feel like 2021 was shit so that 2022 could really fucking shine. Well, let's hope so. I, I really think so, though, man. I there really some do. some real gems in 2021, though. Let's not let's not skim over. Like, 2021 was shit, you know, in a lot of ways and, like, in a lot of gaming aspects. But there were some good gems in 2021 that I don't want to just skim over. Oh, of course. It wasn't all completely awful. If anything, I would say it was more inconsistent than shit. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. I'm picking up what you're putting down. All right. Is this first article That's for me? for you, baby. All right. So, coming to us straight from PlayStation Blogs, PlayStation VR 2 and PlayStation VR 2 Sense Controller, the next generation of VR gaming on PS5. Let's get right into the article. So this is coming straight from Hideki Nishino. Zach, is my weeb on point? I feel personally insulted. <laughs> but am I wrong? Uh, yeah, definitely. But keep going. I believe in you. <laughs> Just anyway. gonna leave the pronunciation at that. God damn it, now I'm disappointing myself in 2022. Woo. I hate 2022. Join the disappointment train. Choo-choo. <laughs> All right, so whoever this gentleman is, he is the senior vice president of PlayStation, the platform experience. So he writes, Happy New Year, everyone. It is my great pleasure to start off 2022 with news on our next generation virtual reality system for the PS5 console. Starting with the official name, PlayStation VR 2, and our new VR controller, PlayStation VR 2 Sense Controller. Uh, pause. Um, as someone who's had to live through the whole uh, new 3DS, a new Xbox 360, the Xbox, the X-Bone, thank God they just said PSVR 2. That's all I gotta say. I was just thinking that they didn't name it the PlayStation yes. VR 360. <laughs> no, I was literally thinking that when I was reading this earlier, too. I was like... PlayStation, they just get it. Like, they're not doing anything incredible here, right? They're just calling it 2. 
But for some reason, we need to applaud that thanks to Microsoft. <laughs> and Nintendo. Just, just want to throw like, them up. They can both go down uh, with that. Yeah. And Nintendo. <laughs> Guys, there's nothing wrong with the number two. All right. So anyway, just getting a little bit more into the article. PlayStation VR 2 takes VR gaming to a whole new level, enabling a greater sense of presence and allowing players to escape into game worlds like never before. With the headset on and controllers in hand, players will feel a heightened range of sensations unlike any other. Thanks to the creativity of the game worlds being built by our world-class developers and the latest technology incorporated into the hardware. Now, they haven't given us a whole lot on exactly what to expect yet. Like, we don't even really know what these are going to look like. But here's a few of the specs that they've given us so far for each device, right? Because essentially, they're talking about two different devices that are going to add to the PlayStation VR experience, which is, of course, the VR headset, which is just called VR2. But then they're making a really big deal out of the VR2 Sense controller. So let's go into some of those specs. Not a whole lot, just a few. So first of all, and I think this is really, really important, the PlayStation VR 2 is going to be an OLED display. Now, as someone who's used a little bit of his OLED switch as opposed to the older switch, which was just using, I want to say, just an RGB or LED screen, OLED is a really, really big deal. OLED is amazing for just making sure the colors in these things really pop, that the blacks are super blacks, that the white is super white. And of course, we know that OLED is also just more expensive to implement in general. It's just a higher quality product. So, Zach, I know that you've also got the OLED switch. Would you say that it's important to have these new OLED screens in newer technology? You know, I always think it's one of those things like you have to be there to uh, experience. And um, I I don't want to overhype it. Like it is, it's, it's an increased quality, just like you said it. Like, is it going to be like a deal breaker? No, but like... And when you're trying to immerse someone into a world, if you can have like those dark blacks, I, I think you're right, JP. Like, it's just going to make the quality that much better. So I'm all that, for that OLED yeah. life. Ah. Dude, I'm all about OLED now. I can't go back after seeing how much better it is. What's interesting is it gives us two different refresh rates, 90 hertz and a 120 hertz, which are both spectacular, right? Since like... The standard should be at least 60 hertz, right? Because most refresh rates that are of quote unquote acceptable levels right now are 60 frames per second. Therefore, you would need a monitor or some type of screen that has at least a 60 hertz refresh rate. But 90 hertz and 120 hertz are also really, really stellar. That's pretty much on point with a lot of like the next gen game consoles. And that's to be expected if this is going along with the PS5, right? A couple of other things. There's four cameras for the headset right, that are going into the tracking, which is interesting because the Oculus Quest 2, which is probably the best VR headset on the market right now, does the same thing. And I think that's important to note because I believe that that means we might be looking at a completely wireless system here. Maybe, maybe it just might be possible here that we're doing fully wireless here. And really, that's the most important to look at with the headset. But of course, we're also going to be looking at VR Sense 2 controllers, which honestly, they're probably going to look a lot like the motion controllers of the current PlayStation VR. But if you they're probably going to include a lot more of like the um, adaptive triggers and, that come with the PS5 controller. And I think the sensing tracking, of course, is probably going to be much better. It's pro it may even be possible again because of like where the Oculus 2 is right now that we don't need the camera anymore. But I can't say that for sure. Because that's what's challenging about this is they're giving us all these great specs, but we don't know what the headset's going to look like yet. We don't really know fully what to expect. So 
The reason why I am very excited about this is because to some degree, we know that virtual reality is like, it's hard to say for sure it's the future of gaming, but it's definitely complementing gaming in this really amazing way. And the technology is just getting better and better. It's really becoming amazing, right? Like everything that I see that PlayStation's doing right now is very on par with what the Oculus Quest 2 has done, but probably just making it better, right? And honest to God, PlayStation had a really decent VR library games too. Like, for example, Rush of Blood is one of the most fun VR games I've ever played before. And that's a game that's exclusively, exclusively offered by PlayStation VR. So I knew, I know that I just threw a fuck ton of information at you guys. So who has questions? Who has comments? Who has concerns? Ooh, ooh Zar. All right, Zar, what you got? So what new ingenuity do you think they're going to include with VR? Because I mean, on the surface, we've got the headset and, you know, the hand paddles, the controllers. What more can they do that's unique and innovative to what VR already is. I mean, because at the end of the day, you're just standing in place viewing the screen through this headset. Is there right. any movement? Um, like, can you actually move forward through tracking, do you think? That's actually a really great question. So VR is in a really interesting spot right now where when you're talking about the latest and greatest, I mean, first of all, it's really important to note, like, what's the technology that's going into the headset? Well, with the PlayStation VR headset, like obviously the PlayStation 5 is going to be like the main driving like, OK, you're using the CPU and this GPU, right? And that's the big difference between that and the Oculus Quest 2 is the Oculus Quest 2 has its own operating system, its own CPU. It can operate games all on its own without the help of a PC, although you can use it with a PC, right? But because PlayStation doesn't have to worry about that aspect of it, because naturally you're going to need a PlayStation console in order to be able to use this headset. They can focus more on making the components inside the headset, like be more realistic to the world, I'd say. Like that's what the OLED display is really, really for, right? Is to give you the full color depth that allows you to be immersed even better into these games. That's what the free refresh rate is for too. It's definitely immersive, but you can also really tell that you're in the VR world, right? Because like things are still pretty grainy, the colors are still off a little bit. And when you turn your head, depending on what you're playing, it's not as fluid as it could be. Yeah, I think what PlayStation is doing here is just trying to really up the ante. And I don't know if you could really call that innovation, since, again, I think the Oculus Quest 2 has done so much to innovate VR. But I think PlayStation's just going to take what they've done and just make it better. OK, so you're, you're thinking more. Uh, fluidity and motion, better visuals and such. Because um, what I yeah. was thinking, like, and I remember way back in the day watching old Markiplier videos, and there was this really big concept with the Oculus Quest 2, and that was head tracking. Because before that, yes. your head would stay in a fixed position in space. You could turn it, but, like, you couldn't peek around corners. You couldn't bob your head up and down. And I'm just wondering if we're going to see any new cool tricks like that. So if you've uh, if you've played with the VR headset recently, um, we've actually gotten the ability to do the head tracking and the hand tracking has gotten phenomenally better. I don't know when the last time you actually played with the VR headset has been. Uh, for me, it was the Oculus Quest 2 that I own like a few days ago. But 
those are all things that you can do now with the Oculus Quest 2. And like I said, I really believe that what PlayStation is doing here is just taking the existing technology and just making it better. So I think everything about that is just what your sayings are. They're all going to be very feasible through what we're going to see in this next headset. Cool. We should we should be genuinely really, really excited for it because I don't know. It's one thing for like people who are like enthusiasts of gaming to talk about VR and its possibilities. But now we're really seeing companies like Facebook and PlayStation get into VR and invest the appropriate amount of time, resources and money to make it better, which means that they see the value in doing this. So just to reiterate, I think what PlayStation is going to be doing here is taking the existing technology, which is already pretty freaking good and making it better. That's what PlayStation do. It's what they do. So that was a really great question. Before I get on to my next question for you guys, does anybody else have any comments about like the specs or anything like that? Yes. <clears throat> so here. Hi, my name's Peaches. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, my name's Peaches. Uh, I've been a gamer for I don't know how many years. Anyways. Um... Hi, Peaches. <laughs> Hi, Peaches. <laughs> I was, I was hoping you were going to give us a number. Like, I've been a gamer for 12 years, and I'm like, oh, you poor soul. <laughs> <laughs> you poor thing. I'm so sorry. It's hard. It's hard. Anyway. All right. So I see here in my notes, um, it says there are four cameras for headset and controller tracking IR camera for eye tracking per eye. Since it says per eye, how many eyes can you have that it will track do eye tracking for? I, I don't know. You know, I want to say two, but the fact that you're asking this question at all has me a little concerned. <laughs> I know, it's throwing me off. Is there something you want to tell us? Well, let's just say I have a friend who maybe he has three or four eyes. Will he be accommodated with the PlayStation VR 2? Your friend could accommodate himself to the fucking hospital. <laughs> <laughs> That's Where is this eye? In relation to their body. Yeah, is it on their head? I don't think that's any of your guys' business. Um, just answer the question. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll call PlayStation and get back to you. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get back to you on that. Is it backwards compatible? Ooh, that's a good That Now, there's a really great question. And I don't know. The way I'm thinking about it is... If I were them, I what I'm guessing they would do is probably say, OK, the old PlayStation VR, the VR, we'll call it the VR one now because that's what it is. The VR one will be compat will remain compatible with the PS4, but you can also use it with the PS5. If I had to take a guess, the VR two is probably only going to be compatible with PlayStation 5. Mm. But that's my guess. I do not know that for sure. Uh, yes, teacher, I have one more question now. <sighs> Watermelon. Uh, no, I noticed how you said that's a good question to Zach's question, but you didn't say it to mine. Was this a mistake? A <laughs> uh, follow-up question. Um, how much will this be? Okay. Um, so, Peaches, in response to you, your question may have been stupid, but it was also dumb. <laughs> <laughs> in response to Zach, that is the other important piece of information that we do not have yet. We don't know how much this is going to be, but my guess is probably $300 to $400 as the standard MSRP All price. Right. Wow. I'm going to sit here and say November, uh, the second week of November, $400. They're going to be hard as shit to find. Zach's calling it now. What, what are we doing? Like Clue right now? 
Oh, I love Clue. PlayStation VR 2 in the stores for $200. Let's know how you play Clue. Oh. PS5 in the library with the rope. <laughs> Back storeroom of Best Buy. Shady deal with the guy who I let touch my feet. <laughs> Damn. Czar, you wouldn't even be able to pay me enough to touch your feet. <laughs> Oh, uh, because I do it for free. Am I right? Oh. Am I right? Up top, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, your prediction is probably spot on. But here's another big question. Are PS5s even going to be available by then? Ooh, that is a good question. I mean, they said sometime late 2022 was when they would have uh, more availability, right? Yeah, they say lots of things. Yeah, but I see restocks like every week for every store and like they're instantly gone still. I think someone's lying. Yeah, exactly. I think it's getting better. I think you can see the market value dropping. I guess it obviously depends on your area. But it's still, people are trying to scalp and make every extra dollar they can because they be like that. So, yeah. You don't think they do, but they be. Word. And I guess finally, like the final question I have is, are you guys excited? Do you see the value in investing in VR now? Do you think this is cool? That's all it is, really. What do you guys think? Peaches, let's start with you. Um, I am interested to see where that uh, VR Horizon game is going. Yeah, right. Like, when I watched the trailer, like you were sitting in a boat and like looking at the like the big robot dinosaurs walking by. And I was like, I swear to God, if they do Horizon Pokemon Snap, I'm going to lose my fucking shit. <laughs> no. But photo mode. Yes, it would. You don't know. You wouldn't even be able to throw apples at him and, I don't know, watch him fuck. I don't know what you do in Pokemon Snap. Yeah, that, that sums it up well. It's, uh, it's not that. It's what I want to know. It's not that. <laughs> not the way I play. <laughs> what Pokemon Snap are you playing? <laughs> the fun one. Uh, okay, uh, Zar, what about you? Um, I, I am excited about this. I think, uh, I don't know necessarily if VR is the future, but... It's new innovation to the video game industry. And now that we have the technology to do something with it, it's really cool to see it evolve and shape itself over time. I think it's going to take off pretty well. I think PlayStation's going to be the one to do it, too. I think that's a good take. And finally, Zach, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to invest in it. We'll see if uh, PlayStation is also doing the same thing. It seems to be kind of their avenue they're going down. So, um, yeah, they have the money. They have the time. The technology. Hope it's balling. I think it will be. I really do. Let's not forget who started VR, and that is Nintendo. We can. We can. With the Virtual Boy. Yeah. We can stop that one. We don't. We don't remember that we one. We can stop. Dude, look. The Virtual Boy may not have done what Nintendo wanted it to do, but there's no doubt they were pioneers. Oh, absolutely. And it was portable. It was portable aneurysms. I mean, like to the same degree the Wii U was portable, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I am pretty much done talking about PlayStation for now. Who's got this next article? I'll take care of it. All right. Look, I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on the 2021 Steam Awards. Um, if you guys do not know, or if any listeners do not know, essentially, you get on Steam, they put up all these awards, you vote on which one in each of these categories is the number one, in, and they have some fun categories, so I just thought we should talk about it. These are fun categories. They really are, and it's nice to revisit some of the games that came out in 2021, since, let's be honest, the actual Game Awards did a subpar job. Yeah, it was kind of a shit show. I mean, 
I, I've been listening to a lot of other podcasts and YouTubers that have covered the Game Awards, and everyone is under the same consensus that it was kind of disappointing. I can't, I can't say I blame them. Like, it's just, as a gamer, it was disappointing. But these look really cool, so Pete, just take us through some of them. Well, just guys, what about the ads? That's the thing. The one thing the Steam Awards are missing is two hours of ads. Needs more ads and bezels. <laughs> Definitely needs more bezels. Less game slots, more bezels. <laughs> and more 10 <laughs> FPS chinglings. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. So, for the 2021 Steam Award winners, Game of the Year went to Resident Evil Village. VR Game of the Year went to Cooking VR Simulator. Labor of Love Game of the Year went to Terraria. And here we're going to have an ad break for Raid Shadow Legends. (laughs) You can't ignore it. Do you hate yourself and everybody that you love? Well, so do I. And that's why you should play Raid Shadow Legends. Not actually sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. Although we are trying to. And you know what? Even with that take, they'd probably still accept us. Oh, yeah, absolutely they would. Any publicity is good publicity. (laughs) Said Raid Shadow Legends. (laughs) All right. Better with Friends Game of the Year went to It Takes Two. Outstanding visual style went to Forza Horizon 5. Most innovative gameplay went to Deathloop. Best game you suck at went to Neo, the complete edition. (laughs) Best soundtrack. What a great award. I, I wish there were more game awards like that one honestly um best soundtrack marvel's guardians of the galaxy outstanding story rich game cyberpunk 2077 and sit back and relax game of the year is farming simulator 22 hell yeah yo told you it would win an award farming simulator 2022 has actually been doing incredibly well on steam so hey farming simulator knows what it is and it does it well and it does it well (laughs) yeah precisely that's a really cool list. I I particularly really love best game you suck at. Not even that I love that Neo one. Just what a great award. Yeah, I mean, it, it really it gives a shout out to like games like uh, Dark Souls or like it just any Souls like game, because the thing is, chances are a lot of those games aren't going to win like game of the year because they appeal to a more niche audience of absolute fucking masochists. <laughs> Zach. <laughs> what? Sorry, I zoned out. I'm not a masochist. You're a masochist. <laughs> he was too, Shut up. too busy dying over and over in Dark Souls. Hey, now I'm saving myself for Elden Ring. Thank you. Saving myself. Oh, my God. I can't wait for Elden Ring. Speaking of, so this is on topic. Now, if you guys would like to know, uh, do you guys want to know that some of the nominees? No. Um, oh, okay, when does um, when, does should I get Elden <laughs> Ring on my PS5 or on my PC? PC. It'll look better. I'm going PC. You should get it for the Switch. All right. So, do you guys want to know the nominees in each of those categories, just so you can kind of see what was up against what? I do. Honestly, the one that I'm most curious about is Game of the Year. And games you suck at. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I can do that. All right. So, Game of the Year, the nominees were Valheim, New World, Cyberpunk 2077, Resident Evil Village, and Forza Horizon 5. And for best games you suck at, World War Z Aftermath, Naraka Blade Point, Neo 2, Age of Empires 4, and Battlefield 2042. <laughs> it never had a chance, let's be real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. Um, Game of the Year I find extremely interesting because, like, 
Resident Evil Village was also a contender for Game of the Year in the actual Game Awards, right? But some of those other games totally come out of left field. Well, yeah, because... Well, okay, so... Every game has to come out for Steam, and so I think that was the problem with uh, some of the games of the Game of the Year were... Or two of them PlayStation exclusive. I was going to say, when you get rid of PlayStation Nintendo games, you're kind of not a lot left. It's not third party. Yeah. True. Yeah. You're right. So, I mean, I am actually kind of surprised that Valheim didn't win the Better With Friends award, but it takes two did win Game of the Year at the Game Awards. So it's like, I guess I could see how it got beat yeah. out. Valheim got beat out. <laughs> However, outstanding visual style going to Forza instead of Psychonauts 2. Yeah. I mean, we already discussed how, like, shitty it was that Psychonauts 2 didn't win at the Game Awards either, because they always love to go for realism in this category. Now, to be fair, at the Game Awards, what did win visual? Because I know it wasn't something that necessarily... It was what? Deathloop. Deathloop. Yeah, Deathloop. Keep cutting out. Oh. Hey, sorry. I was trying to say play the flute. Play the flute. The flute. Flute guy. Flute man. Okay, so, like, at least at the Game Awards, like, when they gave it... Whoever they gave outstanding visual style to, it was usually, like, whoever went for realism. At least they gave it to Deathloop, who had a really unique and fun art style to the game. Here, though, giving it to Forza... Look, Forza's beautiful. There's no fucking doubt about that. But, like, if you're really trying to go off the beaten path, you couldn't have chose a more generic cookie-cutter game there, in my opinion. It's true, but I also feel like Forza is a game that only comes out when there's new technology, like a new graphics card comes out or a new console comes out. That's when Forza drops because they want to utilize it and make everything pretty as possible. And you can't deny that the game looks gorgeous. Original? Maybe not, but gorgeous? Fucking definitely. And you know, by the time the next new technology comes out, Forza 5 is gonna look pretty shitty compared to Forza 6, and we'll go through all of this all over again. <laughs> Yay! Um, best outtrack, uh, not best outtrack, best soundtrack going to Marvel's Guardian of the Galaxy. Now, I haven't played Marvel, God, I can't talk. I haven't played Marvel's Guardians yet, but if the soundtrack is half as good as the fucking movies, it was probably phenomenal. Uh, I can tell you, it was it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed the soundtrack. Again, it's not something I'm gonna throw on my fucking Spotify playlist, but it fits in the game and it made it it made it really good. All I know is I have the Xenoblade Chronicles 2 uh, soundtrack on my Spotify list, and they didn't nominate Xenoblade for anything. So fuck you, Game Awards, <laughs> Steam Awards. You know, Steam Awards, you get a pass on this one, but Game Awards, fuck you. Because <laughs> back then in 2017, they were like, oh, it came out too late, and then they put Halo into this this year's Game Award. And I'm like. Huh? Yeah, that was a little iffy. Yeah, I don't think anybody's really talked about that much, but Halo really did come in oddly late compared to Game Awards in the past. And it's really strange because usually at that point, they just throw them on the docket for the next Game Award. But for some reason, they didn't do that here. Yeah. You know, and and sometimes that's a lot for the worse. Like, for example, that's exactly what happened to Smash Bros, wasn't it? The newest one? Yep. And that happened with Cyberpunk too, right? Okay, but that's a different case. Cyberpunk, uh, the year it came out was definitely not going to win any awards. Eh, you're not wrong. Most improved. However, Ayo, yeah. most improved. That being said, is there any other categories here that's really sticking out to anybody? Cooking Simulator VR VR Game of the Year. Let's go, boys. Woo, bro. Really surprised that's not Surgeon Simulator. Resident Evil 4. Resident Evil 4. Ooh, I've heard that that's actually outstanding. You're right. And with Surgeon Simulator, 
that game's been out for so long. I mean, are they do are they really doing anything innovative at this point? I thought they did something new with Surgeon Simulator 2. Like there's a big expansion that just came out. I could be wrong though. Interesting. And uh Peaches, I know that you're probably pretty happy about Cyberpunk 2077 winning outstanding story rich game. How do you feel about that? I think it deserves it. It was up against Resident Evil Village, Days Gone, Mass Effect, and Life is Strange True Colors. And again, Mass Effect came out years ago, so I I, mm. I feel like that kind of takes it out of contention for me. Resident Evil Village, I had my problems with its story. Um, I never played Life is Strange True Color, so I don't know the story well enough to judge it. Days Gone was a basic zombie biker man story, so I don't care about it at all. So I think Cyberpunk was the easiest choice there. I mean, I see how somebody could have made a case for Life is Strange True Colors because, I mean, that's what it is, right? Those games are always like walking sim games with that are very story rich. And usually the story is fucking fantastic. But like, I don't know, like, I feel so bad for everything that happened with Cyberpunk 2077 because it genuinely tried to do something different and fun. And at the very least, you can't say that the story of that game is fucking boring because it's actually a really damn good story. So I think it's well-deserved. Oh, yeah. Ever since that game came out, you guys have just been boasting that it has a phenomenal story. It does. Cyberpunk had a lot of issues on launch. The story was not one of the problems, unless you talk to one of like the uh, uh, like soy-facing nerds who are like, I should have been able to have a million different choice paths and a thousand different ending options. Just for my penis choice. (laughs) What do you mean I can't give myself a micro penis? That's reality. Actually, I think you can. (laughs) I don't remember. I don't remember exactly, but you got like three sizes, like hung, medium, micro. (laughs) That's really funny. I might be wrong about that. All right. Well, I guess to kick off looking forward in the future, what can we expect from Game T this year moving into season five? More bezels, more 10 FPS chingling, fewer game <laughs> slots. More winky barks. <laughs> yes. Winky. New mascot. And JP's going to learn how to do a kickflip on his tech deck. Ayo. Oh my God. I love tech decks. That was my gift to my brother for Christmas. Amazing. Love it. So there's two things we with that, Czar. If we're talking about just game T goals, I think having more guests on this year should be like our biggest goal, right? Like, of course, we love having Travis on because Travis is always an absolute blast to have on the show. We need to make some uh, call. What's that line from? Did you ever see the movie? I love you, man. I got to get some fucking friends. (laughs) My favorite line ever said in a movie. Got to get some fucking friends. I got to get some fucking friends. So have some more guests on the show is probably number one. And... I think it's about time we built our own website. Ooh, yes. I think it's about time. Yes, we need a central hub. Because we use Buzzsprout right now, and Buzzsprout is fucking fantastic. I love Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout, hit us up for a sponsor. (laughs) I absolutely love Buzzsprout, right? And they even give you a little website, but there's only so much you can do with that little website. It'd be cooler to have, like, a customized website with, like, an About Us page, a thread to listen to the latest episodes, and... Who knows? Maybe merch? Maybe merch this year? Is this the year? It it could be. It might it, it might be. as well could be. Who knows? Peaches, what about you? What are your goals? My goals are to play more than three games this year. Well, you already got Balloons Tower and Rocket League, so you got two down. 
That just that's just one more, buddy. Do you yeah. think you can do it? Look, I, there's a lot of maps left that I got a black bar and balloons is the thing. Oh my <laughs> god, setting himself up for failure. And Zach, what about you? What are some of your, what are some of your goals for the year? Just dominate some more games. That's really it. Uh, I, I probably 12 games this year at least. I want to be sounds small, but based on how this year went, it's probably just enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And Zar, I t- a lot of the goals that I created for the podcast, um, Zar and I talked about earlier. But if we're just talking about games, I mean, I've got a huge fucking year ahead of me because I'm completing my master's degree in July. So Woo. from here until then, I'm going to be balls to the wall busy. That being said, there's always time for just a little bit of gaming. So I think I'm taking a fresh start on my backlog and I just want to I have to be a lot more like tactful with the games I choose to play. Like the reality is there's so many games that I want to play. But as we get older, you have to make very hard decisions of what is more important to you to play because you can't just pick up every fucking game you see. Isn't that right, Zach? (laughs) Or can you? Or you can, but you're not going to play them. Hey, now I have a very good collection. Do you actually know that's why I haven't gotten Game Pass yet? Because if I did that, all of a sudden, that would add 20 games to my backlog. I mean, like 100, but yeah. Like, it's it'd almost be more worth it to me to just be way more tactful about what I want to get. That being said, for the first half of this year, um, Pokemon Legends Arceus is a must-play. Dying Light 2 is a must-play. Whenever they get around to the next God of War, a must-play. The next Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, a must-play. Those are like the four big titles I'm looking forward to right now, and I know I'm forgetting a shit ton. Oh yeah, there's so much coming out. Did you say Horizon? He even say Horizon. Even PlayStation. Oh, duh! Yeah, thank you. Yes, thank you. The next Horizon, that's a must-play. And I, like I said, I'm sure there's plenty of other games coming out this year. I, in fact, we know that there are, but those are like the five that I'm really looking forward to right now. Um, I think I'm going to be really excited for the Dead Space remake. I don't know if anyone mentioned that. Ooh, got about that. Yeah, that's not coming out this year. Uh, it might. It might be late in fall, I think. We'll see. We don't know that it's not coming out this year. That's true. No word is good word. You guys like pain, don't you? Do. I do indeed. You know, I, I'm a hopeless optimist. I think you guys should be proud of me. I'm sitting here. They, they've talked about all these leaks and new Mario Kart's coming out. I haven't said shit. I'm like, mm, I'll wait. That's true. You have been oddly quiet on the Nintendo prediction. It all just, it's all going to come out in one explosion. Don't it worry. Will. He's right. This I this can definitely be their biggest year of all time. I thought last year could be the biggest year of all time, but apparently they decided, nah, we're going to we're going to squeeze this 2021 thing, which I mean, rightfully so. It's fine. So maybe this year is the year where they just say we have so much in development. We got a banger game every month. It could it could very well be true. I mean, the truth is, like, if anyone wanted to take the wheel in 2021, they really could have. And I thought Nintendo was going to jump on that. But they kind of just rode the wave along with everybody else. So 20, they have the potential to make 2022 really great for them. That being said, Zach, when do you think the next direct is going to be? Uh, and how many directs do you think they're going to be this year? Uh, three directs. Ooh. Um, Ooh. That one's easy. Um, I would say late February, first week of March ish. Um, in fact, I'll, I'll go with first week of March. Because uh, I, I think we're going to get a okay. Pokemon Direct like any week now. Like either this week after this. I, when does the episode go up? Wednesday or Saturday? Wednesday. This will go up Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay, yeah. So 
I would not be surprised if there's one either this Friday that they're listening to this or the following Friday. Because what is, it's Pokemon Day on the 25th. Arceus comes out the 28th. Uh, oh, and then E3 Direct and then September Direct. Because that's their consistency. Could they do more? It's Nintendo. They don't like anything about consistency. So, sure. Oh, uh, spe- I mean... Oh, no, go oh, for I it. I was going to say, speaking of E3, did anyone uh, see that that is online only again this year? Yes. Yeah, I did, and I'm not surprised in the slightest. It seems right when we're about to finally get somewhere with this stupid fucking virus, like, the timer resets. Oh, yeah. Bro, US just hit a huge peak. A million new cases of COVID. Let's fucking go. We're number one, baby. It's all about that scoreboard. Scoreboard, bitches. I thought this was like golf. I want to have less than everybody else. No, no, oh, no, 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 no. It's uh, like basketball. You want you want the most. So first, what we did is we made a really sick half pipe with our COVID cases. And and now <laughs> we have made the, uh, you know, that uh, little text meme where like you can like make the guy shrugging with like just like lines that you can use in text. We've done that now. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That's fun. Things yes. are fine. <laughs> We're fine. No, I, this is great. Like, what's I, happening? I didn't need to see this like in an article or anything to be like, oh, was there any question that it wasn't going to be online only? I kind of feel like they're just going to be doing that moving forward anyway. I mean, it, may, it there's something to be said about the accessibility that online only showcases will bring, because even if they do like part online and part in person, they still definitely be bringing most of the good stuff to in-person. And they should, because that, you know, people who dedicate themselves to carve out time to make the travel plans, they deserve to have something that those who go online don't have, in my opinion. On the other hand, there's something to be said about the accessibility that comes along with an online-only showcase and the fact that so many people get to experience the same thing. I don't know. I think you can make a case for either way in my opinion. So with that being said, are we ready to get into the quick takes? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who wants to talk about BioWare? All right. Um, Zach, you're the residential BioWare guy. There isn't. No. No, I'm not. Okay, anyway, uh, this is coming to us from blogware. Doc, uh, blogware.com. That sounds good. <laughs> the blog on BioWare.com. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, they're telling you there's a future for this company. That's cool. Did you know that because of the current real life circumstances that they have to um, adapt? Hmm. Like this is just no like, fucking way. Just like that YouTube ad with a uh, screen rant guy who does barely, barely, super easy, barely an inconvenience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess like the pitch meetings. I'm reading one of those ads right now. I feel like it's what's going on. Uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition is great. Glad you guys have bought it. Keep buying our stuff. Um, <laughs> so if you live in North America. They'll meet you where you live and maybe give you a job. So that's kind of cool if you're living in North America. What is neat? What is this fucking statement about? It's literally just it's a it's a very flowery statement saying that, you know, the future of Bioware is going to be good. (sighs) I guess. I mean, don't tell me. Show me with what you're going to put out. Like, no, no, JP, they're telling you. The pandemic is slowing down. You know, they're telling you. That's why I'm giving you the TLDR right now. Okay. Yeah, and I understand that. I understand that the pandemic is stopping things from being there, but, like, these statements just feel so pandering at this point. Like, I'd rather almost you just say nothing and just keep working. All right, I'll do that. Uh, Resident Bioware guy, out. Thank you, Mr. Bioware. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. Well, along with that, we've got a tweet from Dying Light 2. Zar. Uh, yeah. Oh, hold on. Let the resident Dying Light guy take this. All right, guys. So Dying Light 2 put out a tweet. Oh. Excuse me? <laughs> Excuse me? Sadness. Since when? <laughs> yeah. Why haven't you joined me? <laughs> I, Zar, I just had no idea you even liked Dying Light. I guess you could take this. Zombies, eh, zombies aren't really my style. Yeah, I didn't think so either. What the fuck? What the fuck is happening? (laughs) What a crazy new year. I bought Dying Light for the uh, Switch. It's 30 bucks. Got all the DLC included. Pretty excited to play it. I got it on Steam for like eight bucks. I bought it for full price like six years ago. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but can you take it on the go? Hmm? Uh, With the Steam Deck. Oh, yeah. How much is the Steam Deck? 600 bucks. Okay. Look, there we go. Easy peasy. We're even. Getting back to this tweet, so, which now I will read because you've all lost your privileges. <laughs> JP, you're not the dying light guy. You're the tech deck guy. I'm going to mute myself. Good luck, everyone. Everyone's dying light tweeted to fully complete dying light Two. stay human. You'll need at least 500 hours, almost as long as it would take to walk from Warsaw to Madrid. That's some weak sauce. That's low hours. Uh, people are pissed off about it because uh, they're like, oh, wow, it's going to take 500 hours. This just makes me instantly not want to play the game. And I don't know. I think there, there's a point to that because, you know, when you hear 500 hours to complete a game, what I'm thinking is repeat, uh, go climb up this tower missions and go take this base missions. So if it's I not mean- like a bunch of copy paste sh- bullshit across the map then I think this is fine, but that's where people's heads are at right now. I, yeah, I mean... I don't know, like, is 500 hours excessive? Maybe. But I'd much rather you give me my money's worth of content than make a game that's too short or incomplete, I guess is the way I'm thinking about it. Like, Yeah, yeah. More incomplete games, more DLC, more NFTs in the games. Longer loading screen. No! Less content. Yeah, no, the internet just, internet is dumb. Speaking of the internet being dumb, can I do the next one? Yes, Zach, you can talk about Are you Pokemon. ready? Are we ready? Sorry, I was just excited. Yep, let's go for it. JP, you don't sound very excited. I'll, I'll slow down. I'll... No, I hear your dog barking, and I hear Christy yelling at the dog to stop barking. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so speaking of the internet being dumb, um, Pokemon Legends still doesn't look great graphically. Yeah, yeah. Okay, like I don't know, I don't, I don't have any excuse for Pokemon, but like people have complained about them deviating from the formula. They deviate from the formula. Now the trees still don't look uh, HD enough. Pokemon has never been graphically impressive. That's not an excuse. Do they have all the money in the world to do it? Absolutely. But I'm just glad they're trying something new here. So I'm trying to keep an open mind. I'm glad they're trying something new. However. It looks like they they took the Breath of the Wild art style and just made it look slightly worse. Um, see, I like how the Pokemon are like shadowed in there and stuff. Like, I get grass and the trees don't look as good. The environments kind of look bleh. There. I'm worried that they haven't like put out enough content about it, but like I'm excited for this game and graphically has never been my Pokemon go to. I think the fact that they can't make it look as good as the new Pokemon Snap is kind of embarrassing on their part, but I'm ready to see what this new gameplay is like and how it plays. Because I'm telling you right now, playing Pokemon Brilliant Pearl or Shining Pearl, I'm bored as shit. <laughs> like, I can play this game on my sleep. Because I've been playing Pokemon for so damn long. 
So I'm just glad they're doing something new. And uh, just going back to that dying light thing, like I think people just complain to complain. Like they're doing something new. Could it have been better? Sure. Everything could always be better. Let's see how it is. Let's see how it plays. Definitely critique it so it can get better, but nothing's ever going to be perfect. I-M-O. I mean, God of War exists. Uh, I have my own comments to say about that, but for the most part, Zach is right. Well, comment, JP. What part? They're supposed to be quick takes. Give us a comment, JP. Fine, fine, fine. You're dragging it at me. This game should look better. I see where Zach's coming from. Like, uh, people do love to complain just for the sake of complaining, especially since it's a Nintendo product. On the other hand, if your goal is to try and do something new with the most beloved franchise that has ever existed in video games, arguably, you want to put all your dice into it. Like, the reason they knew Pokemon Snap off the bat was going to be successful, right? They knew no new Pokemon Snap was going to be successful because it did so well on the N64 and people have been begging for it for years. That's why they put everything they had into that game because they knew it was going to do good. Here, they're a lot more skeptical, right? They're trying something new. And I feel like that's why they're not putting in as many resources as they possibly could. But on the other hand, like, if they don't put in everything that they have, they're setting themselves up to fail. I think this game is going to look fantastic, but if you want it to blow people away and really invest in new ways to play Pokemon, they should be putting a little bit more into the way the game looks. That's all I have to say. Because guess what? Because if this game isn't successful, not even if it's not successful, if it's not as successful as Nintendo wants it to be, they're not going to deviate again. They're going to go back to Pokemon remakes and Pokemon Sword and Shield style games. And we're never going to see the latest oh, and greatest again. Please, we need to support it. What? I was just going to say, what? <laughs> Pokemon's too big to fail. Like, I mean, I, people wanted to boycott Sword and Shield. Those are some of the best selling in the franchise. Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, which are just fine. Like literally everyone said it's just a fine Pokemon game. They're some of the best selling Pokemon games of all time too now. I'm just glad they're trying something new when they definitely don't have to. They can literally just show up to work and be the highest media grossing franchise of all time at this point. And I'm again, not making excuses. I want better, of course, like I, I'm going to pay for the game. So I was like, obviously I want the best game I can get. So I'm in the agreement with you guys, but I'm also just glad they're trying something new and we'll see how it all shakes out. Um, I guarantee there's going to be a new Pokemon Let's Go game this year or next year. Like they have the engine in here. They set the copy and paste. They have another team that can work on the remakes. Like, I don't know. I think the most disappointing thing that I've seen so far, honestly, is the water. The water effects in Pokemon Legends Arceus just like, I don't know. That is such an easy way where Nintendo has shown that they can do something great in the past and make water look really, really engaging. And here the water looks so bland, you know, like it's little things like that that would really pull this together a lot better. And I feel like wouldn't take a whole lot of extra work, you know, like they don't have to go balls to the wall with this engine and recreate something amazing, but they could at least like touch up things a little bit. That's all I'm saying. All right. Here's my thing. If Pokemon Legends Arceus is not like super successful, which it probably will be, um, they're just going to keep doing old Pokemon stuff over and over again, like Zach said. But if it is successful, then we get to see them copy paste Pokemon Legends Arceus for the next 20 years, boys. Let's go. Ooh, true. Pokemon Legends Mew, Pokemon Legends Celebi, Pokemon. Yeah, I mean, going. Um, there's only 800 Pokemon. Only so much they can pull from. Pokemon Legends Chingling. Yeah. Chingling. 
All right, Peaches, you want to talk about Jedi Fallen Order? Yeah. All right. So this one is actually going to be a quick take because uh, uh, Jedi Fallen Order is getting a, a sequel reported by the website Grub Snacks. The uh, person named Jeff Grubb spoke to somebody inside the studio and said that uh, the uh, sequel will be announced in May or sometime before E3 in June. And it could be out as soon as 2023. That's good to hear. A lot of people really, really love Jedi Fallen Order. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to give it the attention that it deserves yet. But uh, from what I understand, it was fantastic. So I'm glad that it's getting a sequel. Do you think it's going to star Cal still, Peaches? I don't see why it wouldn't. Everyone loves the ginger Jedi. Dude, he's fucking fantastic. He's amazing. I love him. And I guess that brings us to the final quick take of the day, which is coming to us about a new South Park game that allegedly is in the works. So this is coming to us from questiongames.com, right? Uh, And essentially... It's a Twitter post, uh, but like Question Games is developing it. And they put out a post on Twitter saying that they're looking for a lead level designer to work on a video game set in the world of South Park. So if that's not confirmation, I don't know what is. True. I don't know how the fuck they can up the ante because just when I thought it doesn't get a whole lot better than South Park's Stick of Truth, they absolutely killed it with South Park Fractured Butthole. That's one of the best video games I've ever played. And to be honest, that's because I'm a huge South Park fan. But it was just as much about the fan service as it was the good video game that they genuinely made, the good RPG they genuinely made. I don't know how they're going to be able to up the ante because they do a great job with South Park games, man. Well, they got a lot more story content now with Tegrity Farms and everything they did with the pandemic. Like, they got a whole new world for South Park. Tegrity fucking Farms. Tegrity. Well, you guys clearly aren't remembering South Park Rally for the PlayStation. Or South Park Let's Go Tower Defense. Or South Park 64. I do remember South Park 64. That game was weird. (laughs) And I prefer not to remember it. They were all pretty, pretty terrible before, you know, Stick of Truth and Fractured Butthole. I mean, Fractured Butthole is like the most polished best one, but Stick of Truth even was like really good. Oh, it was it was the stepping stone. Mm hmm. Absolutely. And that's pretty much it. Uh, Zach, would you like to do upcoming game releases? Sure. On January 13th, Astroneer is coming to Nintendo Switch. January 14th, we got a big one. God of War is coming to the PC. That's a big deal. That's awesome. War. Don't interrupt me again. Shadow Man (laughs) Remaster is coming to the Nintendo Switch on January 17th. And January 18th, Nobody Saves the World, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and PC. And then River City Girls is coming to PS5 on January 18th. Um, Oh, also, I beat God of War. So be proud of me, everybody. Yeah, it's about fucking time. Hey, that's not being proud of him. I mean, I know, I know, the game's only been out for four years. That's it. Just four years, which, by the way, is not an exaggeration. Came out April 20th of 2018. Nuts. So, just a little under four years. That's nuts. Time's flying fucking by. That is nuts. I remember buying and playing that game because it was on my birthday, and it's fucking amazing. So, is the Switch six months old, or six years old, or five years old in two months? Two. It turns five. Wait, no, it turns six? Twenty seven. That can't be right. No, that's yeah, so five. Five years. I think that's nuts. Five years. Okay, but still, even that, five years. Wow. That's amazing. Time flies when you're old. <laughs> that's pretty much it for today, boys. Um, Wow. 2022 is going to be great. It was great getting back together with you, boys. We're going to kill it this year. Yeah. Hell yeah. 
gamers are going to kill it this year. It's going to be a good yeah, year. And I am going to kiss every single new listener on the forehead. Is that our new Patreon? <laughs> <laughs> Is that the new Patreon? <laughs> a kiss from Peaches. Everyone gets a kiss on the forehead. If the Titans win a Super Bowl, <laughs> I'm going to be pretty happy. All I got. The Titans are looking good, man. Titans are looking real good. And we just lost all of our listeners. <laughs> Ew, sports ball. Yeah, we gained a bunch with the kiss on the forehead, and we've lost them as soon as we mentioned football. It's done now, boys. It's a wrap. Let's go. I was the shortest roller coaster ever. <laughs> uh, all right, boys. Here's to a great year in 2022. And for all our listeners, we will see you in the next episode of the Game Tea Podcast. You just got your game tea. Uh, uh, bye. Later. If you like what you heard today and you're looking for more ways to get your game tea fixed, check us out on Patreon. With bronze, silver, and gold tiers starting at $2 a month, there are several incredible rewards you can receive for supporting the show, such as a follow from us on Twitter, access to a monthly Q&A session, an invitation to our private Discord server, and even bonus episodes of the podcast only accessible to patrons. Your donations will be used to make the show even better. The link to Patreon is in the description with our social media, so go check it out. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Game Tea Podcast.